Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We're about 36 hours ago. What I knew about South Africa, I knew Yaakov Koko, and I wanted to be here just for that. I knew... to be friends and we learned together many years ago Reb Tzvi Chaimowitz is an old friend and that's what I knew that was the extent of what I knew about South Africa and that alone I didn't need more to want to come that alone was very very enticing what I have seen oh I'm sure sorry please please thank you La'alacha, you're supposed to stand when you speak. It's a derech it's in the Torah. I only wasn't doing it. I feel that that's like a speech. I'm not here to speak. We're like, if I'm ringing, but if everybody here is better. But that's what I knew of South Africa. In an honest way, I love Yaakov. There is, I could speak about him for a long time. That was enough to draw me that I wanted to come. What I have met, what I have seen, and the host, Rav Mofsin, is somebody, is an incredible, incredible person. His warmth and kindness to everybody. I've been zeichet to spend a lot of time with him and his family in the last 36 hours. Their kindness, Rav Avi, the whole mishpacha, the, the warmth and kindness is something that's not normal. I don't know South that I've been around, we've all spent, traveled and been around. That's something unusual and incredible to come for that. Rav Yonah's son, who who I've become, my family and I've become close to in this last period, really special, special people. And then to meet a lot of people here, there's a sincerity that exists in this city that's incredible. It's just something beautiful. I, I always, in the last number of years, I've studied a lot of Lubavitcher Rebbe, his Torah about him. And what, one of the things that intrigues me on the person is there's zero cynicism to the men. Zero, zero. He's not cynical about anything. And I'm always very wary of cynicism. People are good and Hashem's world is good. And what I found here specifically, I've been saying to spend Josh and the Hever a lot of time with the guys, there's, there's, it's the openness, the lev patuah, that people are open and there's not cynicism. There's a sincerity, authenticity, a willing and a want to learn and grow that's that exists here, it's, it's, it's a delight to see, really impressive, and it's, it's just beautiful to see. So, Ashrechem, I thank specific the host for hosting us all, but thank you, the whole, this whole Chabura. I appreciate everybody coming out, that we can sing together. And when I want to sing more together. Singing is very holy by me to sing together. The more we feel close and connect, then our singing will get even better and better because we're singing towards something, we're singing about something. I'm not into singing many songs. We could have just made the whole night about Kikara. You, you don't go on to another song. When guys come to Yeshiva, I didn't plan on speaking about Kikara, but they played that song, that we could just spend the night on that. When guys walk up to Yeshiva, 200 guys pull up to Yeshiva day one, we start in September, every place has its funny start time. We start in September and guys pull up to the yeshiva. My main dream that I want a guy to walk away with is contained in those words. That the Torah says that Torah is karav elech adavar mo'id b'ficha b'lvavcha l'asaysev. Now Hashem tells us that it's b'ficha, it's in our mouths to do Torah. That's not such a chiddush. That externally we could do Torah. All of us have mitzvahs that are hard for us. 
so we could struggle with the mitzvah. That's normal. Every single yid has struggle with different mitzvahs. But ultimately, to believe that ultimately I can do it. And that belief, it's, it's still, it's a leap, but there's a chiddush. I can't say it's not a chiddush at all. We all have some command, this one Lashon Hara, this one Tefillin, this one Tefillin. Everybody has something that's hard for them. But that Hashem says, Beficha, we're capable of keeping Torah and Mitzvahs externally. That we all, that's a degree of Chiddush, but we get it. I want to guide the next words. The next words, I picture a ninth grader in his Rebbe Shir. And his Rebbe shares something, a Rashban says, Isn't this Geschmack? And he's sitting in the class when I was in ninth grade. You, know, you think, I was thinking about the Mets. That's a baseball team that, I don't know in South Africa what's a team that's really bad. That's just a team that doesn't win much. And I was wondering if they're ever going to win. And the Rebbe says that isn't this geschmack and being honest and feeling, is this, is, is Yiddishkeit going to pulsate through my, through my being? Bilvav chalasoysoy means, the Pasuk is saying that every single Yid, Bilvav chalasoysoy, Yiddishkeit, Torah, mitzvahs can resonate. It could be exciting. You can profoundly connect to Torah and mitzvahs. I never want a Bachar and Yeshiva to tell me I'm Shomer Shabbos. I want him to tell me I crave Shabbos. Ka'echsaif Nayam Shabbos. Rabbi Nishlam, Ka'echsaif, I crave Nayam Shabbos, the sweetness of Shabbos. Bilvav Chalasaisai means. A chiddush nifla. We can't. We're singing. We're saying something wild. It means that every yid is shayich bilvav chalasaisei. That in our heart we can keep Torah and mitzvahs and be excited, and it can resonate and mean something to me. This is important. This is what I want. There was a day. Every single person. Every single person. Any intelligent person is asking questions. Our children, I say our children to be nice. Me and you have access like nobody has access before. Maybe since Mitzrayim. There's never a day we have access to everything and anything like never before. In our pockets, and if we don't have in our pocket, our friend has in our pocket. Any intelligent person... I'm raising my kids, beautiful kids, and I have dreams for them to be loyal, sincere, Avdei Hashem. And they have a lot of things that are pulling, that are real, that are tempting, that give physical pleasure. I like this. I'm into this. This means something to me. A kid is sitting, let's talk, let's talk honest. Our generation, I don't know, I don't want to corrupt anybody. I don't know if this comes to South Africa. I'm going to talk in America, a kid. He's sitting home, and this is thousands of kids. The parents are Shomer Shabbos. And the kid's sitting home on Shabbos, and he's on his phone. And he's watching stuff. He's struggling, Shabbos Kaidash. And he's in his room, and he's struggling. And he's, but, and he's looking at something that's feeling, it feels good to him. He's texting, and it feels good. Now, what's the answer to that? The only, we can talk today till tomorrow, Shmira. Get this, don't get him this phone, protect from this, all those things, it won't work. I happen to be a Levi. It's a little bit of a sensitive topic because Levium have two jobs. Levium have two jobs. The Levi either guards, he's either a Shayar or, or a Shayar. A Shayar means he's a guard by the door. Some of us Levium are going to guard the doors at the base of Mikdash. 
and some with him are going to sing. <laughs> I do not sing well. I love singing. I don't sing well. I will not be a singer in the Beis Hamikdash, at least often as such. I will be a guard. You'll have, Yaakov, you'll have Paul, you're in whenever you want. I'm going to be one of the guards by the door. Are you a lady? We're cousins. We're gonna be, you'll be singing. But I'll guard, you'll sing. We'll do it together. Lemaisa, I'm going to be guarding by the door while Yankov's singing. And Lemaisa, I want to say, Rav Asher Weiss from Eretz Yisrael said a Dover Niflo. He said that they're really doing the same job. It's sensitive because I'm guarding, not singing. But he said it's the same job. He said you could have all the guards in the world by the door. You can have all the guards by the door. The guards help to keep things out that shouldn't come in. Us Levim, we're going to stand by the door, and if something's inappropriate, I'm not letting it in. But that doesn't help if everybody in wants to run outside. You can have all the guards in the world, but if I don't love inside, what do guards help? Next filter, next shmira. Shmiras are wonderful. We all need shmira. What you need is beautiful singing inside. The Levians sing inside, then and only when Yank is singing inside does it help that I'll be guarding outside. Because you need beautiful singing, beautiful warmth, connection. That's what we need desperately today. It's not enough. There was a day somebody was a loyal person. He was fine. You have to be on fire. You have to taste something in Yiddishkeit. Something that resonates. Something that draws. Something, I like this. I'm drawn to this. I want this. This is a necessity for you and I today. Something that's draw, that moves us, that connects to us, that's, that lights a fire, that ignites a fire by us. There's a Gemara Baba Kama. The Gemara says, With fire you destroyed the base Hamikdash." and rebuild it with fire. It can only be built the way it's destroyed. If we look today, you can't just say, what, what are we going to do with that kid? What, so you have to look what he's doing. He's in his room trying to make connection. He's, he's connecting. The phone is connection to a friend, texting, finding out it's good connection. So our generation is craving connection. The only answer, if fire destroy, you only build it. You have to look what's destroying. It's only connection that's going to rebuild it. So it has to be warmth, sincerity, authentic connection to each other, to Yiddishkeit, to Rebbeim, to Shabbos, to Tfilo, authentic connection, meaningful connection, and important to say there I enjoy, I appreciate, I connect to this. So those words, that's so my dream when the guys pull up, I want them to experience Bilvav Chalasaisi. That it's not just Bificha, you can do it externally. Bilvav Chalasaisi, it can mean something to us. We're a generation. We need to emotionally connect. That's what Hashem's pointing us there. It's anybody who's, who's raising children today. The only solution for us and for our kids. We have things that pull us that we feel and are tempting and it's connection. So then we have to have more authentic connection. In the face of authentic connection, fake connection never stands a chance. Never, never. It's not an equal battle. In the old days of yeshiva, 15, 20 years when nobody had a phone, so you made an event, people came. 
Today, in this house, people come because there's a Yid, the Yid who's here is warm and loving, so we come, he makes something, we want to come. We can only battle an attempt, a, a, a mild attempt at connection with authentic connection. It's posh like that. The only answer I see, people ask, how do you know it's right? Who said maybe you should try a different way? Because nothing else works. Because nothing else, it's not who, who, who holds this shita. The only thing anybody would try, attempt, see what else, the only thing Hashem, who made this shita, Hashem made the shita. If any parent has that kid, they're friends of mine who kids are in their room. These are stories of many people I know and the kids in the room. Scream louder, protect more, doesn't work. So then you have to ask, what's pulling? Where's he going? What's keeping him away? Attempts at connection. He's texting, he's calling, he's seeing, and he's trying to keep up that connection. That's what everybody's craving and running after. We have a world of authentic connection that we have to study, we have to figure out, and we have a world of singing, of song and connection. That is our world, a world of connection. So I thank Ramosin for making this whole gathering. I thank the guys for singing that song. I want to speak about something totally different. But you sang that song, so I'll ask. I'm going to start at a little bit of a lower key, if Dayum doesn't mind. I'm going to lower the key, but I want to sing that Kikarov again, and then I'll talk what I wanted to say. But I want to sing more together. Let's all sing. We're singing something. It's a prayer also. It's a statement from Hashem. But let's sing it. Let's all pray. This, if there's anybody who doesn't need the prayer, then please daven for me. But I think we all need to pray for us, for our kids, for our wives, for our friends. Let's pray to Hashem that the fich of it's a promise of Hashem. But we're also praying, we want this promise. We want to feel it. We want to experience Yiddishkeit. We're promised we can experience. So I'm going to ask a little bit lower key. Let's key karev again.
like to, I'd like to study a Mishnah and Avais for a few minutes and then sing more with the Chevra. After I hope after this part we will come so close that we could sing a Lady Yitzchak song. You, that you got to feel it, then that can bring us. Rev. Levi Yitzchak Nigan, that brings us places. In my life, when I want to get into something, that's the song I sing. You have to be close. That's, that's a song that you have to, we have to learn a little together, sing other things together. We'll be close enough, then we'll sing that song together. The, the Mishnah that I like to study is, is it's relevant to this past Parshish Kairach that we just read this past Shabbos. And the Mishnah says as follows, in Parakeh Hey of Avas, here it's Mishnah Chaf, don't worry about the number Mishnah, because the number is different, all different places have the numbers, they're not, you can write whatever number Mishnah you want, we don't have an exact Messiah, what's considered what Mishnah, so in some, I saw some have a Mishnah Yudzayin, Avtachav Beis, this one has a Mishnah Chaf. A machloikis, that's for the sake of heaven, is soifoy l'skayim. The machloikis stays around. V'she'ena l'shem shemayim, but a machloikis not l'shem shemayim is ain't soifoy l'skayim. Doesn't stay around. Question one, then we're going to continue the Mishnah, is why is that a good thing, that the soifoy l'skayim? If you have a machloikis l'shem shemayim, the machloikis stays. Is a machloikis bad? What do you mean the machlaikis is soifai l'skayim? I thought machlaikis is bad, question one. And if you're not l'shem shemayim, you get rewarded, the machlaikis stops, so you should better to argue not l'shem shemayim. What's happening? The Mishnah continues, Ezu machlaikis l'shem shemayim. What's a machlaikis that's l'shem shemayim? Ezu machlaikis hillel v'shamayim. It's the machlaikis hillel v'shamayim. Shein l'shem shemayim. What's the machlaikis not l'shem shemayim? Is kairach v'chol adasai. Kairach and his congregation. I'm thinking, maybe my warped mind that thinks in sports, the announcer's going, in one corner, standing six foot two, he announces one boxer, and then he's done. Um, you can't have a boxing fight with one boxer. There's no such thing as a machlaikis with one person. On the machlaikis l'shem shemaim, it says Hillel and Shammai. The machloik is not l'shem shemayim is kairach. And the mishal, the mishal like abruptly stops. It says kairach v'chol adasa kairach and his chevra. Kairach can't have a machloik of himself. And it says the machloik is not l'shem shemayim is kairach and his chevra versus who? So someone at Taina that it didn't want to say versus Maisha, it didn't want to put Maisha Rabbeinu's name there. Nice pshat. The B'zayim to Maisha. Machleik is not L'shem Shemayim, Kairach and Maisha. Maisha was L'shem Shemayim. It's Kairach's fault, so it didn't want to say Maisha. I'm not buying. Taira is, every word is precise. I don't buy that as the full pshat. It's a nice idea. I don't believe. This soul doesn't believe. I, that's not how Taira works. The Torah doesn't say something that makes no sense because it's not nice. It doesn't make sense. The machloik is not l'shem shemayim. It's kairach. And whom? You can't just say kairach. It doesn't mean anything. There's no such machloiks in the world. He fought with himself. The Mishnah doesn't read. The l'shem shemayim is Hillel and shemayim. The not l'shem shemayim is kairach and... What's happening? Kashitu. 
Kasha three. Kasha be this Kasha, anybody who learns Torah could wonder this. You're learning a Gemara as a Machlaik is Sabaya and Rava. Did anybody here ever wonder? It's been a long time. Maybe Rava changed his mind in Shemaim. Isn't that quite awkward? Like Rava and, and Abaya learning in Eilu Maban, they're learning Gemara. And Rava, like, awkwardly, did you ever, like, fight with Yechavrusa for an hour and you chap he's right? It's a whole art how you admit to him without admitting because you're, like, a little embarrassed to admit. You sort of make it like you were saying like him. But, like, what well, I was like, so, yeah, we both mean, and you, like, slowly, like, work it out that you changed his side somehow. <laughs> but can you imagine ever, why in Shas? Shas says, Abayas says this, and Rava says that. Did you ever wonder maybe Rava changed his mind and now holds like Abaya? Rava said, it's been many years and I've been thinking about this a lot. He sheepishly walks. I know it's been like a thousand years, but uh, Abaya, <coughs> on this one, I got to concede. I would advise in Shas, why does Shas say all the names? Don't say the name. Say two people argued because maybe Abaya doesn't want to stand by what Abaya said. Maybe Rava doesn't want to stand by what Rava said. Rabchia, why does it say the names? And the pshat is in Shas. This is the simple pshat in Shas. In matter of fact, to prove this pshat, in Gittin it says that Hashem was asked the Shiloh by Pilegesh Begiva, and Hashem quoted to Amiran. This Amira says this, and, and the Gemara says, is there a suffix? Hashem, no, both are right. Why is Hashem quoting a name, the pshat? So I'd like to explain how Torah works. Torah works, Hashem writes something, and then a Yid in honesty studies it. And the, yid's un- the Yid being the perfect him, with honesty and sincerity, says Pshat, and that's Torah. The words filtered through the Yid, who's learning with honesty and sincerity and just looking for truth, that's Torah. How I see a Gemara, how Yaakov sees a Gemara, will not be the same because our experiences are different, because our personalities are different. <laughs> And we'll see something different. The best chavrus I ever had, we learned for six years, we see nothing alike. Nothing in the world do we see alike. We see things differently. We would fight, we literally, we can't look at the same thing anywhere in the world. We don't see it. We were excellent chavrusas because we impacted each other. Because we see the world different. So the way it works in Shas. When Abaya says something, it means the perfect Abaya would say this. It can't be in Shemaim Abaya agrees to Rabbah, then Abaya is not Abaya anymore. Abaya Aymer in Shas means that an authentic Abaya. That's what you're studying whenever you see this in Shas. An unbiased, authentic Abaya always will say this. That's what it means to be Abaya. If it's quoted in Shas, it means an authentic Abaya will always say, to the point that when Hashem learns, Hashem will quote Abaya. Hashem created the, wor- the words, created an Abaya, and Abaya's view is Torah. Abaya's view is Torah, an authentic view of Abaya. I had a shul in every shul in the country, in the world, in every shul, there are two groups in shul. I'm oversimplifying. You have the rigid Hevron Shul. They always want chakra should be on time. Rav, don't speak so long. And everything should go. They, they have a certain want. Quiet. If one person talks, they'll take off his head. The, the, the rigid Hevron. That's a certain guy's in Shul. 
They're always the loose guys, the varma guys. They want to make sure the kiddush is geshmak. Davening shouldn't be so early. They, the chayos, they want to sing more. Every, both guys are necessary. They're both beautiful and there's no good shul without both guys. If you just have the Lucy Gishmaka guys, then davening will never start before 10, 30, 11, 12, 1. It, it, it just wouldn't work. Nothing would work. If you only had the rigid guys, it would be a, a, be a funeral home. Nobody would want to come to shul. You need both guys, Gishmak, the warmth and the rigidity. Both people are necessary. A beautiful world is only when you realize each guy bringing his truth is necessary. A machlaikas l'shem shemayim are two people who are being loyal to self, who are being true to self with honesty and sincerity, bringing... I, I have people I'm close to who love politics. I can't get into it. I can't enjoy until each side admits you need the other side. If you can't admit, the, the, the silly way of debating is you get the worst view of the opposite side of you and you mock it. I don't know, I don't know South Africa, in America, if you're Republican, you say Democrats are all socialists and communists. The Democrats say all Republicans are Ku Klux Klan and, and have no heart. And that is, there's no honest debate like that. That's a fake. That's a lie. Real debate is to get the healthiest, most robust, most powerful viewpoint the other way of yourself. And admit that the world needs that and then bring your viewpoint like crazy. Fight and bring your viewpoint like crazy, but acknowledge the need for the other side. It's important. Acknowledge the need for the other side. Then and only then you could bring your side in a healthy way. I'll be honest. I think high schools around the country should be more looser, more conversation, less rigidity. Boys and girls school, I feel that way strongly. I spoke in many schools and never felt I was able to impact an inch. And I asked myself, why am I not impacting? And I stopped speaking in schools about this. I just ran my school. Then I decided, I spoke to my son, and I went with my son to speak in another school. I said, it's going to work now. He said, what are you going to do differently? It's going to work. I thought for hours and hours how important rigidity is. And what they're bringing by making structure. And I thought about it and I connected to it. And I first spoke about how beautiful schools are and I meant it. And then I ripped schools and I had the best meeting I ever had in my life. (laughs) The staff, they argued, we fought like crazy. And I promised the principal, who's very rigid, called me months later, you changed our school. And there were people upset in the middle of a speech, I have very, very good peripheral vision. I right now, I'm looking at Yaakov Koko right now, I see his white yank, I'm looking at him right now. I'm a, I, I was a point guard. A point guard needs to have good peripheral vision, you need to spot the open man. I could look, I have very good peripheral vision. I had a mice. I had a mice, I'm going to forget where I was going, but I had a mice on a plane. It's one of, like, a validating moment, because I don't play any sports. My kids say, right, you were a good ball player. And I always tell them I had good peripheral vision. I was on the plane with Maishi, true story. And I'm talking to Maishi, and a man came here. I said, Maishi, we both have to move. 
And the man, an older gentleman, is one of the great moments of my life, says to me and my son, he says, whoa, your dad has good peripheral vision. True story. <laughs> I gave him a lot of money. <laughs> True story. He said, your dad has good peripheral vision. Lamaisa, why was I talking about peripheral vision? Because I was in the middle of speaking at that school and a red beast. It's not good in the middle of a speech when somebody stands up and starts walking towards you. He was like, man, it's a long story what he was saying. But... Um, that's a story for a different time, but there was, good, there, was, there was robust conversation. The only real debate is when each side acknowledges we need the other side. In every shul, if the rigid guy acknowledges we need the loose guy, and the loose guy admits we need the rigid guy, I have, why, doesn't shy, why doesn't going shy in shul work? It should work. I love talking shul. You know why shy doesn't work? I'll tell you, I'm being, you, you're going to think I'm joking. I promise you I mean this, and we'll only sing Rev. Lady Yitzhak's song after you hear this. This is why Shah doesn't work in Shul. It doesn't work. I asked you a question. Did you ever meet somebody who goes around the hospital cheering people up? I once went in Eretz Yisrael with a friend of mine to the hospital, and an old man, an Israeli, was going around, he was saying jokes in Hebrew. Neither me or my friend understood a Hebrew. We didn't get one joke, but we were crying of laughter. He was jumping around this old man. He was cheering up patients. Does anybody impress with the Yid goes around hospital room to room cheering up patients? Is anybody here not impressed with that? It's sadik. It's like the, the spitz. Do you know talkers in shul are much holier than that? Much? Why does a guy talk in shul? Is it sad? I promise you most talkers in shul, they see everybody looks chatsi dead. He's making a little energy. He goes around, a joke. But he's a much bigger tzad than the hospital guy. Because the hospital guy at least gets covered. He all he gets for his sit was a shah. The guy's not a tzaddik. He's, he's a tzaddik from the serious nebish. In the hospital, everybody says, wow, impressive guy. The talker in shul just wants to make a little chaos. Goes around, he says, he's varm, the warmest guy in my shul doesn't stop talking. All he wants is to get it. You just tell him, shah, you miss most of the stories. It's tzaddik. First, you have to be in the that he cheers people up. Second, we have to look more alive by davening some chiyos. Let's go. Let's get. Let's start singing something. It should. He shouldn't feel the need. If if we're alive, then he's not like. He trusts me. They don't say this looks gishmak. They don't need me here. He'll, he'll join in gishmak. He actually could daven. Not everybody's feeling so down and sad. But the, if you acknowledge he's a tzaddik and you see him as such, he's a hospital visitor just with Mesir Asnefesh. And then you say, you know, let's not do it during that and let's talk after. You, we need you. You're the guy who brings chaos. He'll be quiet. He'll stop talking in no time. It's only when the rigid guy acknowledges we need Lucy and Lucy acknowledges we need rigid. We both need, we need people. We need different kinds with different chunas. When we don't acknowledge the need for different voices, there's no machloikas l'shem shemayim. It's... Machloikas L'Shem Shemaim is each person in an honest, authentic, real way bringing what they're supposed to bring authentically. When you bring it in a way of authenticity, I acknowledge he's allowed to bring him, I can bring me, when I'm honest to self. Reb Tzvimai, it's really, it's a Gemara Kedushin. If you give somebody Musr and you're just chaser yourself, kol this is how you know if you could say Shanat. If a guy's talking in shul and you don't notice how good-looking he is, don't say a word. Why didn't you notice the good parts? Why aren't you impressed he's in shul? If you're not amazed that he's there, don't say shah ever. 
If you're not amazed, you have no business saying, Sha, work on being a more comfortable person. You're insecure. Now you could say, I never talk in shul, but who's the guy who's so secure with his own davening? Not talking in shul is not the goal. The goal is your davening to Hashem. We all come up short. You're allowed to say Sha only when you notice that he's a cool guy. Only when you're impressed he's in shul. Now you see a good Revitchimayer, Morgenstern, writes this. He writes, not your only, he's not talking about Shah, he's talking about that you could only give Musser if you see a good person. You see a talker, who's this guy? That just means you have insecurities. That just means that's, 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 that's classic stuff, that you're putting your insecurities on other. I spoke a lot today about Ayin Taiv seeing good in others. The Ikr Nakud of Ayin Taiv is to accept yourself. Accept the trick. If you accept yourself, you'll see beautiful people wherever you go. I promise, try it. If you completely accept yourself, if all of us would be butterflies and fly in this room, two things, you'd be blown away by how amazing people are, and you'd be happy. A guy would be eating a sandwich, you just feel so good that he's eating. It's natural and normal. What makes us not see good in others is our own flaws. It's projection. I saw a Yid in Eretz Some guys were talking to some girls and the Yid got like physical on them. And I wanted to hug him and say, stop judging yourself for having taiva. <laughs> he was felt badly about himself. Pashat, Pashat. I wanted to give him a hug. We all have taiva. You're just human, I wanted to tell him. What's he attacking another Yid? He feels guilty of his own humanity. If we deeply, every human being has to accept themselves with our flaws. We're good people. We're human beings. You and I, we're people. We're people. We're holy people with a beautiful soul and challenges. Everyone, me, you, and everybody else, you know. Accept yourself and see good in others. If we would see, accept ourselves and see good in others, we would bring what we can bring, and he should bring what he can bring. That's a machlaikis, l'shem shemaim, that's hill and shemaim. Kairach was, had kinna that he didn't call out. So his shita wasn't really his shita, so it's, there's no machlaikas. It's, it's, it's beautiful to have machlaikas. I always say in my shul, let's fight today and fight tomorrow. The rigid against the Lucys. Let's fight. I'm on the Lucy team, but let's fight forever. Keep fighting. I know I hire on my board some rigid people. Because we only have a healthy shul if we have rigid and loose. And we'll be zayche if we respect each other. We'll be zayche to fight my chabrus. We learned six years. You know why we were zayche to fight for six years? Because he respected I have a right to an opinion and I respected that he had a right. And we were zayche to keep fighting. What a tragedy. When you're not l'shem shemayim, there's no machlaikas. You think Kairas still stands up for his shita? He never held that way mitchila. There was just kinna that he didn't call out. So when you're not authentically being yourself, with acceptance of self, being yourself, that's Machlaikis Lashem Hill and Shammai still thankfully still argue because Hillel was just being Hill and Shammai was just being Shammai. But Kairach wasn't the healthy expression of self. He didn't call out his own kinna. It's ain't seifel l'miskayim. The machlaikas doesn't stay. Tragically, Kairach has no other side to his machlaikas. So the Mishnah says, Kairach, and it doesn't finish. There is no other combatant. It's ain't seifel l'miskayim. There's no other side of this machlaikas. It didn't last. 
You can't say Kairach and Maishi, then in Shemayim, they're still like arguing. He never held what he held. It never was an authentic expression of self. So I say to us all in life, bring an honest expression of self. Don't be afraid. We're human. We're human beings. Acknowledge our humanness. And then bring what we can bring, each one of us, in an honest, beautiful way, bring what we can bring. And respect his right to bring what he can bring. And then in that environment, somebody's talking, you give him a hug, you thank him for being somebody who's mechazek, and let's figure out, keep giving chizek, let's do it at the Kiddush. Let's do it at the Kiddush, please. You're the first guy I want to talk to. A, a guy who's a hospital visitor, but in Mesir Asnevish, you're the guy I want to speak to. So that's Rabbi said, let's, let's, let's have debate. Healthy debate is gorgeous. People should bring their shetas, their opinions, their personalities. That's, that's wonderful. And give the next person a chance as well. He also has a right, and we need both. That's when an honest, we couldn't survive without Hillel and Shammai. We need both. A lot of trouble that parents have with kids is kids are Shammai and parents are Hillel. A lot of trouble with kids. Kids are Shammai. If you know anything about Shammai, Shammai throughout Shas is the way it should be. Yeshua. And Hillel is the way it is. All over Shas, Lushitasai. So kids often, a kid's being chutzpah in school. I'll tell my kid, you know what? what so He's the teacher. Listen. He's doing this. It's not right. The kid's right, but this is what is. The fox in his time, doubt him. He's in charge. Kids are shamay. Kids don't want to hear. I told the kid was fighting with his mother a lot. And his mother had mental issues. I said, your mother has mental issues, except. And this is the way you should behave, except her. He said, I'd rather fight and be in pain than, than live like you're saying. I'm saying hello. Except the matzah that is. He's at Sipisal Yeshua. The kids are shamay. We need shamay. And if you acknowledge the shamay, you could teach hello. We need hello and shamay. We need a tale bidne sagile, accept the situation as is, but we also need the hope and optimism of Sipisal Yeshua. If you acknowledge the need for both, you can convince your opinion. You could bring your opinion. If your opinion is based on the other person's not right to exist, it's ain't seifel sky. There's no robust machlaikas. So with this word, I want to sing the song from Reb Levietz. Reb Levietz is somebody who was the protector. He stood up for Klal Yisrael. He believed in Yidin, Naira, every single Yidin. He was somebody, that was, he was known for his Avas Yisrael. Tremendous madregas of love. He loved our people and all types of Yidin. So this made of Machlaikas L'Shem Shemayim, the beauty of our nation, different types, different shuls, different kinds, different yeshivas, but a belief in the value of every yid, nobody in the last 200 years, and Klal Yisrael stood for this more than the Kedush HaSlevi, of Levi Yitzchik I love his Torah, Kedush HaSlevi, it's, it's safer, that's Kedai to learn, but what he brought to Abbas Yisrael, he was called the protector, the Saneger, the protector of Klal Yisrael, he was known as, his song doesn't have words. Some people put words. I don't know if he had words. I don't think he had words. I like singing it without words. To each of us, it can mean something different, but that it was written by the biggest lover of the Jewish people, probably, from the biggest lovers who ever lived. That alone's enough for me. I try, before, we do, do, before you do a mitzvah, you sing his song. It brings you places. Let's sing together the Rebbe Levi Yitzhak's Ay, 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 ay,
what you say?
Greg Rebbe to me, that was... Greg Rebbe, do you recognize how many Waterbury Shepherd brothers this played? Amazing, amazing. Thank you for that. that was, Rabbi said that was awesome. That was awesome. Thank you. Rebbe to me, you pick another one. You pick another song. Any song. What did I miss? What? What did I miss? I came late. You pick what you pick. What's it? What's on your mind? I don't know Ekra. Yeah, they know Ekra. Let's say Ekra. Excellent. The Chavra knows Ekra. Yes, a lot. They'll learn it. Then Rabbi will. Do you know Ekra? The guys know Ekra. Josh, the Chavra knows Ekra. No, no, not a lot. They don't know Ekra. Okay. Josh is into the slow type lighters he likes. I saw the slow type lighters. I call it new, but you sound old if you call that new. He
want to ask a shayla to the chevra. I want to ask a shayla. I'm curious what the chevra holds. The following shayla. The guys in Durham had a huge baseball game. We have a softball league, and we, and we had a big game in the playoffs. We were going to play softball. And the weather predictions predicted like 98% chance of rain, and it looked like it was going to pour. And I wanted there not to be rain. I want the base. Very important to me that the guys get in. It was a big game. We got to get in the game. So I wanted to dive into Hashem. It shouldn't rain. Hold up the rain. Won't be wait an hour and a half. They play seven innings. Baseball is nine innings. They play softball, seven inning game. Hold up the rain, seven, an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours. Let it rain after. Hold up the rain. So I wanted to dive in. The rain should be held up. Then I thought to myself, Durham, where we are is farmland. It's all farms. And the farmers want rain. They need rain for their crops. Am I selfish? Could I dive in? But I want the chavr to have a good baseball game. Should I dive in no rain? What do I say? The farmers need rain. What does everybody hold? What? I shouldn't? Should the, so, Yud Sushtel, the Kayin God, the Lifnai, the Lifnim, Davin's Tashem, bring rain and don't listen to the tefillah of the, of the traveler. So I ask Akasha, what's with this Meshuggah, the traveler? Why is he davening? You assume the travelers will, let's say I'm traveling. My let us say, Hashem, don't let it rain. I want to travel now. The traveler didn't hold like you. In Shas, the one who represents every single member in Shas, Reb Hanina ben Daisa, is only about prayer. I don't believe there's one time in Shas he says anything that doesn't relate to prayer. Reb Hanina ben Daisa. In Shas, I think every member about him or from him relates to prayer. Hanina ben Daisa is the ultimate davener. Chanina ben Daisa was traveling and it was raining. And he said to Hashem, the whole world's bizarre is, is happy and I should be bizarre. Stop the rain. Hashem stopped the rain. He was selfish. And he's the davener in Shas, Chanina ben Daisa. And he was selfish. When he got home, the rain stopped. He said to Hashem, I feel good. Bring rain for the world. And Hashem brought the rain back. And I want to say that prayer, the Chiddush, a lot of people, philosophical people, struggle with prayer. The ichor of prayer is to know that Hashem wants your perspective on the world. It actually is an expression of your soul. And if you have people dive in way too politely, people in South Africa are so nice, you guys have to learn to stop being so nice, Joshua. Davening is l'chu navani come fight me, Hashem says. You don't say to Hashem, is it possible a friend of mine's wife is sick? Don't say to Hashem, is it possible you could heal? Hashem, I don't understand. This husband and wife, Ilana, Rivka, Bas, Rachel, they're so nice to everybody. Their house is open. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand it. That's how I dive into Hashem. I don't understand. And you made me with my perspective. That's my expression of godliness. And it affects, and Hashem listens, the Shemayat Philip. Hashem wants your perspective. Stop playing Him. God, I can't know all your cheshbonus. I'm not smart enough. So you want my perspective. And Hashem listens to prayer. It's actually an expression of godliness. Reb Chanina ben Daisa was traveling. 
I'm not so smart, Hashem. I can't cheshbin. Is it good for I don't know the whole world. I know I'm getting very wet now, Hashem. Stop making it rain. I, other people, God is very capable. And he made all different people, different perspectives. The farmers can pray against me. I asked, Hanina Ben Daisa gave me Rishos. Shouldn't rain. They need a baseball game. Hashem will figure out how to get the farmers their prayer. Mine, Hanina Ben Daisa Davin. And it didn't rain. Because Hashem wants Reb Hanina Ben Dais's perspective. You're supposed to come with your perspective. As a matter of fact, Reb, the Gemara says Reb Yochanan Ben Zaka was Hanina Ben Dais's Rebbe. Reb Yochanan Ben Zaka's child was very sick. And he said, Call my Talmud, Reb Hanina Ben Dais said Davin. And Reb Hanina Ben Dais said Davin, and the child healed. Reb Yochanan Ben Zaka's wife, it's such a beautiful Gemara, said, Oh, is your Talmud bigger than you? She like defended her husband. She felt insulted. Why couldn't you have a husband? You had to ask your Talmud. So he said, no, he's, I'm bigger than him, but he's in Eber Tashem, Amasar Tashem. What does that mean? Says Reb Tzadok HaKoyen, Reb Yochanan and Zakai understood a lot of Nistar. So he had too many Cheshbonis, he knew Gilgulim, he knew too much. So he knew so much, he couldn't have him so stark. I know so much, like I, I hear the Cheshbon. My Talmud Rebchanina ben Daisa doesn't know this stuff. So he can come. Hashem, I don't understand. My Rebbe's kids are chayla. I don't understand. And the kid got healed. He's in Evidly. He doesn't know sometimes the simpler prayer. Our guys need baseball. They need, I know they need a play. It's very important. So geschmack. They enjoy each other. Beautiful. There's so much unity. They need a vata. They need their softball game. It's posh. I don't know. I don't know other cheshbainas. That's how you're supposed to daven. Bring your perspective. Stop being so polite. South Africans are so nice, but I hope when you daven, be a little tough. <laughs> Hashem says, Come fight me. Of course we know Hashem, but He wants our perspective. He wants, he wants us bring, I don't understand Hashem, I don't understand. This person is such a good, I don't understand. And He brings the Shemeh Tefillah, because Hashem wants that expression. Tefillah is our perspective that God wants. It's 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 naira. It's, it's incredible to think about, but that's because we have a neshama. Our expression is is our godliness coming out of us. It actually is an expression of ratzon Hashem, because it's coming from deep soulful places. I don't understand. Hashem said, "Oh, kevaldig," and he brings he brings the shemayatvil and brings Yeshuas. That's an expression that Hashem wanted brought to the world. Bring your perspective. If you need it to be, to be not to rain, then you bring your praise. So much so, you're right. The Kohen Gadol had a daven against that tefillah because he knew how powerful that tefillah was. And Rabbi Yechanan, and by Yechanan ben Daisa, the Kohen Gadol's prayer, the Gemara says, wouldn't even work. Because he was in the rain, he brought his perspective. So pray or bring your perspective and the farmers will bring theirs and Hashem is so good and capable, he'll work it all out. But bring yours. It's funny, the team that was going to lose probably was praying yes for rain. Okay, God will work it out, but <laughs> our guys needed to play and win.
I want to end Bershus the Rav, Bershus the Rav Shlita, Bershus Ramovsen, Bershus everybody here. I first thank the Elam. This has been beautiful. Thank you, Tzvi. Thank you. What's your name on the drums? What's your name? Gadi. Gadi, thank you. Beautiful. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Gadi. So, I want to share Rev. Koma Shamar Valbayis Asei. The Balabayas asked me to share a story about my Rebbe. I want to share, I want to close with one story about my Rebbe. My Rebbe is somebody who means a lot in my life and is very, is not well and needs a refuah. And I want to share a story that moved me in my life. I rarely say over the story. It's not, I was asked to say a story and I feel we, the way we sang that Reb Levi Yitzchak, I owe you something. So I want to share the story with, with everybody here. It's a very important story in my own life, but I want to share it with you and maybe it will, maybe it will mean something. Bez Hashem will mean something to everybody here. My Rebbe, when in the younger years of the yeshiva, so he was a very hands-on and active Rosh Yeshiva, who said shiurim and was very hands-on involved in the yeshiva. As the years went on, he was not so involved in the Masifta, and he was more involved in the Beis Medrash. We were zayich in the Beis Medrash to hear shmuzim from him every single day. And he was involved in the Beis Medrash. In the Masifta, as he was older, he was not actively, certainly knew what was going on, and the Rebbeim kept him in touch, but he was not in touch with most guys in high school. Once a year, the Rosh Yeshiva would, would actively engage in the Masifta. They had a retreat. The whole Yeshiva would go to a hotel in way upstate New York, away from any Jewish community, and really away from any community, very far upstate, they would go the whole yeshiva, and we'd spend the Shabbos with my Rebbe, with Rosh Yeshiva. Now to understand, that Shabbos was very important to the yeshiva and to him. It was the only Shabbos with the Masifta he would 
Davim for the Amri sings beautifully. He would sing Kumzitzes with the guys. They sang tons. He was very close to Talmud of Rav Aaron Cutler. He had sung. Rav Aaron loved his voice and always wanted him to sing Lulei Sarastro, which we'll sing after this story. So he, 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 he would sing with that Masifta. He would do question and answers. A brilliant man, a very unique thinker. He combines, he was a Talmud of Aaron Cutler. His wife's a great granddaughter of the altar of Navardic. He was, is a very big Balmusser, a deep understanding of people, a very worldly person, a lot of Chachmas Hagayim. He's a very knowledgeable person. And he would do question and answer with the Masifta. And he was just very involved with his yeshiva the most of the year by this retreat. So the retreat was important for the yeshiva, and I imagine important for my Rebbe. It was a, he would just come out and be involved with the whole masifta. Comes one year, I was, I was 19 years old, 18 or 19, and my Rebbe, my Rebbe, a guy, Erev Shabbos, his appendix burst, and he has to be rushed to the hospital. The guys would play ball Erev Shabbos, and a guy was playing and his appendix burst. And he rushed to the hospital. Now my Rebbe could have asked any guy in yeshiva. We were 19 year olds. We could have gone. Some Beis guys could have gone and been with the guy who was going to clearly need to be in the hospital over Shabbos. He could have asked any Rebbe to go. My Rebbe went himself. Which if the story stopped there, ready to me was a tremendous lesson. If you can understand, the whole year, this was his time to shine. The whole yeshiva waited and he left the whole yeshiva for a yachid. That impacted my life tremendously. Because a rabbim's made up of a whole bunch of yechidim. And, that, and the Rashiva himself went. He could have sent anybody, but he went, the Bachar was, was sick. He, went, he brought the Bachar to the hospital. He went to the hospital. Crazy what he gave up. That Shabbos, the Rashiva wasn't there. And the whole Shabbos is him. It was like weird. The Shabbos is the yeshiva gets the yeshiva. He sings and speaks. And it, it, they didn't know no makeup that year. There was no retreat with the Rosh Hashiva. Other rebellion filled in. But everything that was, he left like this. A bachar needs him. One guy. A big, a beautiful, there's Gemara's like this. Talmud, Shagayla, Magnum, Rabbi, Ima. You leave the whole yeshiva. Nifla. Maybe the yeshiva goes along. Lamaisa, Nifla. He left and he went with the bachar. But listen to the story. So my Rebbe goes to the hospital to be the Bachar. A friend of mine is a very, very gutsy guy, and he says to me, let's go be with Rebbe for Shabbos in the hospital. He says to me and another friend, let's be with Rebbe. I was like, should we, should we? He said, let's go. So we leave the hotel, we're going to be with Rebbe for Shabbos. We pull into the hospital, the hospital's about a 15, 20 minute drive. I ask my father's a Rebbe in the yeshiva, I borrow my father's car, and I drive my two friends, and we go to the hospital. We meet my Rebbe in the parking lot. We're like, Shalom Rebbe. We're here to be with you for Shabbos. He says, wow, it's so nice. You're so thoughtful. He said, I'm going through a lot. The Bach, we don't know what's going to be. He ended up being emergency airlifted out of the hospital. It's a very upstate it was a hospital, tiny. They didn't have the right medical. They airlifted him to New York, to Manhattan. So he said, I'm going through a lot. I ask you, so nice. You get back to the hotel. Just go back. It's such a nice story, but go back. Okay, my friend is, 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 is the one who told us to go. Said, Rebbe, we're not leaving you. I'm sorry, we're not leaving. I was like, it's so sweet. I feel so good you won't leave me. Now, please get back to the hotel. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, so 
I'm like Tzvi, let's go. My friend Zelig also was like shying away. I was like near my parents' car. Zelig was in the middle unsure. And Tzvi is like, Rebbe, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm just not leaving you alone. At this point, my Rebbe is six foot six. Now he's close to 90. Today he's not the full Kumali Kaimasa, but he's six foot six. He's a tall person. I have rarely seen him angry in my life. Probably twice. And my Rebbe's like, Tzvi, get back to the hotel now. He's like, you got to go back. So he's like, Rebbe, I'm not leaving you. I'm like, Tzvi, we got to go. You got to go. Tzvi, let's go. So he's like, you can go. I'm not leaving Rebbe. You can go. Like, that would be, I just feel, going to feel really bad. Like, like pretty strange. Like, I came back. We are, I left him there. <laughs> like, I just didn't know what to do. My friend Zelig's very misopic and Tzvi, so I'm not leaving. My Rebbe at this point is like fierce. Get back. You know how much I have on me now? Just go back to the hotel. I don't want you here. I, a lot of my plate, get back to the hotel. And my friend Tzvi insists, I'm not leaving you alone, Rebbe. We're just not leaving you alone for Shabbos. Lemay said, by the time they finished, this whole vikuach goes on, I wouldn't have made it back to the hotel for Shabbos. It was just too late. So sheepishly, my Rebbe marches into the hospital. Tzvi, brazenly, is right behind my Rebbe. <laughs> Zelig's in the middle, and I'm like all the way in the back, like thinking, this is nuts. We walk into the hospital. My Rebbe turns around with a smile, beautiful. He says, good Shabbos, Tzvi. Good Shabbos, Zelig. Good Shabbos, Daniel. And we spent Shabbos in the hospital, but it got more complicated. They airlift the Bachar out because they needed medical attention. The head of the hospital, a lady, and I don't say everybody who's mean is anti-Semitic. It's not my way. But I could tell you here that there was, she says, get out of here. She tells us you have to leave the hospital now. So we said, it's our Sabbath, we can't go anywhere. It's a 15-minute drive. My Rebbe is not well physically. can't walk 15 miles if it was a weekday. Shabbos, it's out of the Tchum. It wasn't Legea. And we can't go anywhere. There's nothing nearby. It's a hospital in the middle of nowhere. And so she says, you got to leave. We said, we can't leave. It's Shabbos. She calls the cops. The police come. And they say, I'll be honest, we hear your predicament. But legally, you're trespassing. She's the CEO of the hospital, whatever she was. And the police say, if you don't leave, we're just going to arrest you. We have to arrest you. are trespassers. So they said, so he said, okay, we'll leave. And the police leave. And we don't know what to do. We can't leave. Shabbos, there's nothing. <laughs> we're there. So we're declaring what to do. And the cop told us, if you're not out of here, I'm arresting you. I'll take you to jail. And you, you, I'll just carry you. We said, we can't go in the cop car. He said, I'll, you know, it's not going to be your choice. I'll carry you in there. You're going to be arrested. You got to get out. So he said, okay, we'll leave. So he leaves. We said, we're getting our stuff. And we're declaring what to do. A doctor in the hospital... Everybody saw the commotion. It was like Lebedek. She's, get out of here. She's trying to get out of here. We're, we're like stuck. So a doctor sees what's happening. He pulls us aside and he says, listen. He says, I have a room in this hospital that's mine. He's, he's on staff. You could stay in my room. We tell him the law. Stay until the end of your Sabbath. This was Friday night. Stay the whole Shabbos. The second Shabbos will get out. If I'm caught, I'm fired. And I just disobeyed the head of the hospital. But stay in my room. For Shabbos. Late Friday night, in the middle of the night, he came to me. We spent, it was the nicest Shabbos of my life. It was my Rebbe and three friends, me and two friends. It was the nicest Shabbos. We had no food over Shabbos. Zero food. We sang Zmiris. We davened. It was the nicest Shabbos of my life. And the guy late Friday night came to the room. 
He said, you're probably wondering, I'm a Gentile living in the middle of nowhere. Why am I helping? I'm putting my job. I'm fired. I, I'm hiding. This is like the craziest thing I've done. I'm hiding four people in my room in the hospital from the ladies, Meshuggah. If I'm caught, anybody sees you guys. And the whole hospital was a commotion. And he said, don't dare, don't leave the room. We didn't leave the room the whole Shabbos, not once. And he said, you're asked a question, why am I doing this? He said, I want to tell you what happened. He said, I saw them about to airlift the boy. And I saw this man, he points to my Rebbe, and I saw him give a kiss to the Bachar on his cheek, and I saw the way he spoke to the boy, and I said to one of the other doctors, did you ever see a warmer father than that in your life? So another doctor said, he's not his father, he's his principal. He said, I swore to myself I'm helping these people. I never saw such warmth in my life. I swore to myself I'm going to help these people. He, he, risked, he risked his job. Bukhari's fire. We hid in his room the whole Shabbos. And this guy did it. This wonderful person did it. Because somebody said, he said it with a warm father and he found he's the principal. He lost his mind. That somebody cares about somebody like that. He said, I'm risking my job for such people. And he risked his job. We had a Shabbos there. It was an unbelievable Shabbos. It's interesting. I spoke before about respecting two sides. On the Shabbos, my Rebbe told me, and I'll, this is the end, of, the end of the story, my Rebbe once spoke at the Aguda convention, and he said something controversial, and people screamed at him, and a whole machloikis broke out. He never was asked to speak again, never. He's a very good Talmud Revarim, but he said something, he said a chedesh. The Talmud, we always were curious what he said. And I never knew my whole life till that Shabbos. It's nothing so juicy. I'm not, you know, I'm not like, but he told us what he said. That's not what I want to tell you. What I want to tell you is, might say Shabbos, he told us, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky came to the convention and they told him there was a big vikuach. He said something and people screamed at him. There was a whole machlaikis. And Rabbi Yaakov said that by the Ache Yosef, they say, they yelled at Shimon and Levi, they, they killed the whole Shechem. And Yaakov says to them, Acharta Moisi, like, what do you do? And they said, And the Torah gives them the last words. You want us to treat our, let our sister be treated like a Zayna? And Rabbi Yaakov said, there are times in life both people are right. They did what they had to do, but they also have to get yelled at. And Rabbi Yaakov said, this Rav, what he said, this Rashiv, he had to say, but he also deserves to get yelled at. Sometimes you need the person doing and the yelling. You need both. Different people have different tafkidim. And my Rebbe told us that Erev Shabbos, I was screaming at you to leave. My job was to get you to a safe place, Achrayas. Your job was not to leave your Rebbe. We both did what's right. He passed away. The only guy was wrong was me because I did neither. <laughs> he passed. He passed. And like Tzvi was right. You're not allowed to leave your Rebbe. But my job was to get you to safety. I'm right, and you're right. So that lesson of we all have tafkidim, respect each other, even when we have disagreements. We each bringing, we each bring what we what we can, what we know, what our emes that we can bring to the world. That was this amazing mice at my Rebbe. And the mice of leaving the whole yeshiva for one person. That a person, he could have asked anybody to go, but a rabbin's made up a whole bunch of yechidim. If you don't value anyone, zero plus zero plus zero plus zero equals zero. They're ones. Value each one. Appreciate each one. He left the whole Shabbos, the Shabbos of the year. He left it for one bacher to be with him. So I wanted to share that with the chaver. Let's do, let's do Lule, close with Lule Sairasa. Go <laughs>
I read the research like like that.
You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an Ion shear on any daf in Shas, including Myrmakimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.